Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It might be raining in LA, but this girl is joining us from sunny Hawaii. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Happy New Year, you guys. Welcome to the very first show of 2018 of To The Point with Kristen Burt. I'm alone in studio, but I'm not going to be alone for this show because you guys asked for this girl over and over and over and over again, and I've got her here. Well, she's in Hawaii, but it's Chelsea Hightower. Hi, Chelsea. Hey, how you doing? All right, tell me, what's the weather like in Hawaii? Because it's miserable here today in L.A. Oh, my goodness. It's so beautiful. It's about 80 degrees. We're right by the beach. It's great. Oh, I'm so jealous. Well, thank you for taking the time out. Are you on vacation or you're working? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, just vacation. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your vacation to talk to us, and uh, we'll get you on your way soon enough so you can get back to the beach. <laughs> no worries. Of course. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I was taking a look back, and I realized it's been a year since I've talked with you. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's yeah. a, it's a really oh, long time. Well, here on to the point, we always like to get like your kind of full dance story. And um, I always kind of like to take it back to the beginning because you're one of our Utah babies. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in the water with Utah, but you guys are like incredible dancers. So tell us how you got started in dance. Um, I actually was, it's really funny. So I started when I was nine years old at, um, at my elementary school and and it was funny because my parents almost moved into a house that would put me in the boundaries for another elementary school. And they went to sign the papers for it. And they said they just got a bad feeling. They had no idea why. And then the next day they found this house that was around the corner. And the only difference with this house is that it set us in the boundaries for this school that provided this dance program. Um, and previous to that, I hated dancing. There was, <laughs> it was like so shy when I was little. And I, and I, I think it was really much more comfortable around boys because I had five older brothers mm-hmm. and the girls in class I just didn't know how to interact with and I think everything about it just stressed me out a little bit um and so but there was something about ballroom I remember watching them perform they did this end of the year performance and I was mesmerized I thought it just looked so cool um and there was this guy James Twileva who was in the program mm-hmm. Um, he was actually on season two of So You Think You Can Dance. He should have gone way farther. He was like top 16. Um, but he dances for Cher now and he does a bunch of things. But he was in the program and I remember he was he was so fun to watch. Um, and he was so good. And, and something about the way he moved and the way he danced really made me want to start. Um, and I remember the girls, they looked so cool. They were just, I mean, doing the most basic steps, but I just remember they looked so cool and I just want to be just like them. So I, I signed up with two of my brothers and, um, and that was, I was the last kid in class to learn the steps at first. It was really hard for me. Oh, you uh, were, I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, yeah. I just the cha cha basic. I could not understand. My, <laughs> the teacher would have to to stay back and kind of help me figure out the steps. Um, but then about two months into it, um, one of the older, more advanced boys kind of started just playing around and just doing steps with me. And I was just following along very naturally. And he quickly ran over to the teacher and he was like, oh, she's watch this, watch this. She's never learned these steps before. So we showed the teacher the steps that we'd done. And she then she was ahead of the whole program. She, she then put me with her son. And it was after that that I just fell in love with it. I realized my talent for it, and I realized um, how fun it was, and it gave me so much confidence. And um, yeah, and so it was. I went from like the worst kid in class to like whenever the teacher would be like, "All right, go find your partners," I'd have like four boys run to me. <laughs> so That's so good. It was good. a nice little confidence boost. Um, what was but, it? Yeah, and I just realized my passion for it ever since, and I became very serious very quickly about it at that point. Here's what I want to know: What was the thing that clicked that made you? You were struggling with choreography, and then someone pulls you aside, shows you these extra steps. But what was yeah. it? Was it him? Was it the extra steps he was showing you that you weren't learning in class? That's a good question. I think when I was learning, I was trying to to analyze it so much. And I was overanalyzing it. I was overthinking about it. And when I was with him, I just stopped thinking and I just started really feeling it. And so I think it was because I was able to completely relax and just go with the flow that I that I was really able to like it. It finally did. It, it was that switch um, and it clicked and it all of a sudden made so much sense to me. Oh, but I... prior to that, it was just in my head. I love that. I love you. You had your own aha moment. You're like, oh, I get this. I've got yeah. this. <laughs> when, yeah, and it was awesome ever since. So. When did it become something more where you're like one class starts going into two and three and that that's all you're doing after school? Yeah. Um, so I did it socially for the next two years after that. Um, we take one less than a week. We compete around it like Utah competitions, but nothing super serious. And then it wasn't until I started jazz and ballet that I was like, okay, I'm obsessed. And it was like five to six classes a day. And my mom would ground me from dance. And that would be like, she knew that friends wouldn't be bad enough for me. And I'd have to be grounded from dance. And, uh, <laughs> and at that point it really became, I think I really started to understand dance. And I started to understand that it could become this place that you could go and you can express yourself and you can really achieve and, and, um, I don't know. And I remember going to NYCDA, my very first convention, and I remember being blown away by the talent there. I was just completely in awe by, by all of the talent and how good these, these girls and boys were. And so, um, that gave me so much motivation. I remember coming home from that convention and just the scholarship was the only thing that was on my mind all day, every day. It was just, <laughs> how can I get to that point where I was, where I was one of those girls up on stage receiving scholarships. And, um, I don't know. I just, at that point, I, I was 12 at that point. And that's when it really became like eat, sleep, breathe, dance. That's amazing. Did your brothers stick with it? That's what I need to know. Or did they like exit? <laughs> Great question. Um, so my older one, who's two years older than me, he did not stick with it. He was there for <laughs> maybe six months. The one that, so I had one that I grew up in the same grade with. We're not twins, but everybody thinks we're twins. He's a year older than me. 
Um, but we were in the same grade. He stuck with it for about two years and he won uh, a little national title for, it was like a newcomer event, but he won a national title for that. And then he was like, okay, I'm good. And then got to the point where he was, he got a little bit older and kind of, I think it got in his head a little bit that he's a boy and he should be playing sports more than he should be dancing. So, um, but I think that's changing now. I think that the trend is, is changing for boys in that, in that way. So that's kind of cool, but yeah, so he stuck with it for a little bit, but not too long. And the one that was having the most trouble is the one that continues on. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because everyone's like, so do you have anyone else in your family that dances? And I'm like, no, my family is just as normal as can be. They just, you know, businessmen and just, yeah, very, very normal background. But yeah. So I, I know obviously you, you watch James head on over to So You Think You Can Dance. Um, yeah. Was that on your brain when you're like, okay, I'm officially 18. I can audition for the show. And and I have to tell you one thing. I was like looking back and I'm like, how is it possible that Chelsea was on season four of So You Think? I'm like, has that much time gone by? It's so crazy. I know. It's, it's crazy to think that it was almost 10 years ago. And I also don't feel that old. Like I'm like, I'm still 22 in my mind. Yeah, you are young. No, don't worry. You're young. That's why I was literally like, how is it possible that she was like on with Twitch and, you know, and Mark? To me, you're still 18 in my brain. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, no, I remember I was 15 years old when So You Think first started coming on television. Um, and I, I was struggling at that time knowing what I wanted to do with dance because I wanted to dance. I was in ballroom, so I transitioned from jazz and ballet to ballroom at that point. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I didn't know if I wanted to become a professional because it's a really hard world. You're paying, you know, $250 for 45-minute lessons. You're traveling all around the country. It's so expensive. Um, and I and it's very political. And I just didn't know if I was passionate enough about it to pursue that long-term. Um, and then I remember watching my first episode of So You Think You Dance. And I remember thinking that is what I want to do. That is what I feel like I have been prepared for in my life. These doors have been open to me um, in a very fortuitous way. I felt like um, to be prepared to do something like that. And so when I really decided, I think it was maybe a year later that I like really decided that I was going to do it. And that I was I would make it and that I would succeed on it. Um, and that's when I like every second of every day was spent preparing myself to be there, whether it was somebody that I talked to or um, going to dance class and everything I did, I would imagine myself being on that stage and people I talked, I mean, I was really, really shy. <laughs> I think I mentioned that a little bit. Um, really shy when I was little. So it was really imperative for me to overcome all of those insecurities, all of all of the insecurities that led to my shyness um, and really be brave where I felt like in the past I'd really been scared, um, kind of force myself to become this and train myself to, to, and to get over those things and to become kind of a, a courageous young adult. And so, uh, yeah. What do you remember from your audition now? Because we're looking at a decade now at this point. I was so nervous. 
oh my goodness, I was so nervous. I remember sitting in the auditorium. There was maybe 2,000 girls there, 2,000 girls and some boys. Um, and I remember Jeff Zacker getting on stage and he's like, all right, he just cut a whole group. Didn't take a single person. He gets up on stage and he's like, all right, raise your hand if you're a contemporary dancer. And everybody raises their hand because everybody's a contemporary dancer um, in those auditions. And he's like, all right, if you are not as good as these, and they were good dancers, mind you. He's like, if you're not as good as these dancers that I just cut, leave right now. Oh, my gosh. And everybody, like, puts their arms down very slowly. And I remember sitting there and thinking, holy crap, I'm so glad I'm not a contemporary dancer right now because that <laughs> is so much pressure. I was still nervous. Being a ballroom dancer, I was still nervous. And it was a lot for me. I was, you know, when you're, when you fail in front of your friends, that's one thing. And then when you fail in front of millions of people, that's another thing. Um, and I think something within you, when you get really nervous, you go to the very worst, you know, which, you know, logically, that's really probably not going to happen. But there's always that chance when you're really nervous that goes to just the very worst case scenario. And so it really is, you have to make peace with the worst case scenario, whatever that may be in your mind. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there and thinking, okay, if I fail, it's okay. It's not gonna ruin me. And then I remember thinking, right before I went up to dance, I remember thinking, just dance. Let everything else go. Um, let what the judges think of you go, let what other people think of you go, let everything else go and just do what you know how to do. Um, cause I think you really do when you get into that circumstance, there's thousand, a thousand other things that all of a sudden can become roadblocks. Yeah. Um, and, and you got to learn how to let those go and how to just do what you know how to do and do what you can control. Um, so yeah, that's what happened. But yeah, I was really very nervous. But I love that you gave yourself sort of permission to like not only enjoy it, but if things don't go well, it's okay. Like I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Life is going to be okay. Because that's sure, probably yeah. why you did so well. You just got yourself into a zone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing is is it doesn't matter really where you're at before, but it, rem it matters where you're at when you get to that point or when you get on the stage. Um if you can let go of those things for two minutes, for that two minutes that you're up there, it's okay if you were doubting yourself before you got there. It's okay if you were nervous. It's okay if you were freaking out. If you can get on that stage and for two minutes let everything go, that's what matters. Now, so Every contestant or possible contestant for season 15 needs to think about that. That's great yeah. advice. It really is. And, you know, the stakes each season get higher and higher. I don't know how. I mean, I would never be able to. I wouldn't even make it into the audition room. So <laughs> the level now is it's so amazing to watch. They're just so such amazing talent. And it's cool because now that it's been on for 10 years, like those kids when they were probably eight, nine, ten. They were watching you. Really? I, I do. believe. <laughs> Well, I hope I hope I was able to provide some sort of inspiration, but yeah. And, and now it's just like I completely changed the level of dancing. It's just it's so amazing now, and it's so competitive, and it's it's really cool, cool to watch. Yeah, it was it was amazing to be backstage for every episode for season fourteen this this past season. I was like, I can't. It was unbelievable. Every week they just like top themselves. Yeah. It was amazing. When you yeah. got onto the show, I have to, you know, ask, like, 
to me, season 14, and I think to a lot of other dance fans, it is considered one of the best. It is the one, it's one of those seasons that everyone remembers. So many of you guys went on to such success. Um, did you realize in the moment what a special group it was? Or do you know, see it years later now that you know everyone's gone out and worked and, and everything else? Yeah, it's funny because when I first when I first knew that I'd made the show, there was there were a lot of really talented dancers that they'd cut that season. And, and I remember being like, a, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I remember being a little bit bummed, a little bit, not in like, just because they'd cut so many amazing dancers. And I was like, man, so many like really great dancers um, that that. Like really get to know how special so much things to me because they really they casted people on my season that were really special individuals, Um, and not just talented, but had personalities and had stories and had backgrounds. And I think that that is what really takes you far in the industry. I think being unique and having something different to offer. I mean, Mark Kanemura is so unique and so interesting. Awesome the way that he did as far as what he did initially. Um, but I think because they gave him that opportunity to really express himself, he really came into his own um, and really, and now he's just so, I mean, there's nobody else out there like Mark and Amora. And I think that's what's really, really important is um, is bringing yourself, whoever that is, to the stage, being yourself and and striving to offer something that is unique, whatever that may be. Um, the, and that's what really creates um, a unique individual that works at it, um, that people want to work with as well. Uh, yeah, and I just I love the season overall and just what you guys represented, what you guys still represent to the So You Think You Can Dance fans. Um, how long was the transition between you doing So You Think and then diving into season eight of Dancing with the Stars? Transition was very short. <laughs> um, I got home from tour at the end of November, and I went to Dancing with the Stars in February. And you were the first. Are you the first dancer that they actually sort of worked out contracts? And uh, because I know oftentimes there's a sticking point of you're under contract with one network, they actually work together yeah. to get you on the show. Yeah, yeah. So Lacey had gotten on the show before me, but she had stuck through her whole. Uh, and I initially called Stacy Weiss, who is the head of entertainment at at 19 Entertainment. Um, and I said, Hey, this was on the way home from tour from So You Think. Oh and gosh. I got a phone call from Dancing with the Stars. Um, and they wanted me to come in. And and I'd known that Nigel and, and Conrad at the time had been talking throughout my season. And Nigel had made some comments to me about their interest in me uh, even before I talked to them. Um, but I called Stacy and she's, she kind of made it sound like it would never happen just because they'd never done that before. They never let somebody out of their contract. Um, and then, yeah, three weeks later I talked to Nigel and he, he was like, yeah, basically said that I could do it. So, so I was, they had let out track, they went into negotiation, working together at that point because they really, they fed off each other and they, and you know, 
each other. And so I think they realized that was great. Well, and I think that that's so important to not preventing you guys from working, but encouraging you guys to work. And I think that that's one of the best things that has happened between Fox and ABC and all the production companies, making sure you guys are out there and constantly representing ballroom well. That's the important part. Chelsea, I think we are losing you. Yeah, it looks like... Yeah, it looks like she is frozen. Um, we will try and reconnect um, in just a moment. That's a long way, a big ocean between California and Hawaii. Um, in the meantime, once we get Chelsea back, just let me know when we have uh, Chelsea back, Steve. Okay, awesome. Um, I'll just let everyone know. There's been a lot of dance news this week, so I'll just kind of um, give you guys the inside scoop. Of course, we know that Dancing with the Stars is coming back. It's April 30th with the All Athletes Edition. Okay. And for, I just want to let you guys know it's going to be four weeks only. All right. We were talking Dancing with the Stars. Are you there, Chelsea? Nope. <laughs> She's totally frozen. All right. Well, I'll, I'll continue on with the, what I was talking about with Dancing with the Stars. You know, it's four weeks. It's all, it's 10 athletes. We don't know if it's former athletes or current athletes or people that have been on the show before. Um, just remember, it is an Olympic year. I would be surprised if they don't bring in some Olympic stars. They always like to bring in at least one figure skater or something like that. So that would be something to keep your eye on. Who are the big stories um, in the Winter Olympics this year? So that would be something that you definitely want to take a look at. Um, also, World of Dance. There's been a lot of news there. That show is going to be 13 weeks this year. Um, it's going to be two-hour show. So we're going to get more. And I will tell you, I have been keeping – a a list of contestants, um, and I will tell you with the list of contestants and everything else, it's a huge cast this year for season two of World of Dance. All right, we now have Chelsea back, and I think we're going to do audio only. I think that'll keep us uh, on track. Chelsea, are you there? Yes, sorry. That's okay. I just said there's a big ocean between us. <laughs> and a rainstorm as well. Yeah, that, that might, yeah, exactly. That small detail might be an issue. Yeah. Um, so let's get but into But hopefully we can... Yeah, let's hopefully. I think we'll be on track at this point. Season eight. Okay. Let's talk about season eight, Dancing with the Stars. Ty Murray is yeah. your um, contestant. You're not going into yeah. troop or anything else like they do now. You are you are thrown right into pro. Oh, How man. Yep. overwhelming was that? <laughs> um, honestly, it was re- it was really overwhelming. Um, I look at the troop dancers now, and I'm like, man, that would have been so great to have like had a couple seasons to really. Um, get to know what the show is all about and see what works and what doesn't. I had never really seen the show until I was on the show. (laughs) And so I remember my mom would be like, come watch dancing with stars. And I was like, no, I love so you think you can dance. I was just all about so you think you can dance. And I was like, no, I don't want to watch dancing with stars. Um, and then I was on it and I realized what, what a huge show it is. And, um, I mean, it's just huge. It was massive that, you know, I remember, first getting on and it was like my publicist was like all right you have an interview here and here and here and here and then you go to practice and you do more interviews and it was just like what is this (laughs) world that I had no idea about you know because so you think was really it's its own little niche audience Mm -hmm. um and then you went to tour so national yeah I mean you went from like so you think to tour into dancing with the stars like it just went like bigger 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 like that's that's a lot um yeah so it was a lot 
Um, and, I, and it was overwhelming, but it was, it was, it was awesome. It was also an awesome, awesome experience. My first season was, was one of my favorites. Well, and you, you came in fourth, so you did great for someone who hadn't really watched the show that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny too, cause I came from, from, so you think where it was like really this never messed up mentality, you know, and it was like amazing dancing and amazing choreography and you just have to be so on point. And so I really had to, to shift my expectation and, and shift, um, shift the, the overall purpose, um, for dancing with the stars, because it's, it really is such a different journey and such a expectation and everything. So, um, what got you through that first season? Was there one thing or a person that helped you out a lot? Um, because that it's a lot to take on and you're very young at the time, especially (laughs) you're still a teenager. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so that was the other thing too, is that everybody really had, some family member that was in the industry that they would call and they'd be like, Hey, I need help with, with choreography. And, and Karina Smirnoff was so sweet. She helped me, um, with one of my dances one time and, and the other pros were really, they were very, and Karina actually used to coach me when I was 14. Oh, I love that. Um, so the other dancers were supportive, but of course everybody has a job to do and, and we've all got our things. But for me, honestly, like I am, I was raised Mormon and LDS and for me, my faith and relying on God was, was literally the only reason and the only way that I got through and, and not just got through, but like did as well as, as really what I did. Um, it was that dependence on him and, and his support and his strength, um, that I can honestly, like there's, there's nothing else that I could say that helped me, um, the way that that did. So that's that's a big deal too, you know, just to be able to like this is what's going to keep me grounded and keep me focused and I will make it through this yeah. experience because it's a big experience. <laughs> and you know, you and I have talked Huge about this. Step. You know, LA is a big thing. Um it's a big city with yeah. especially when you're young, you can be torn in in many different directions, both good and bad. Yeah. And uh you've talked a little bit about that struggle a little bit. Not not you weren't worried to get it, about getting off track or anything, but the things that you were seeing and witnessing, you're like, I'm not in Utah anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. And that was the other thing too, being thrown in at nineteen years old. Um, and it was really this culture shock moving from Utah to LA and then also being thrown into the entertainment industry. Um, and the way that, that I was and at 19, it was, a, it was a lot to handle. And I do think like, and I look back and I think, and I remember going into it even and thinking I couldn't have been more prepared for that and more prepared to be there and to do it, what I did and to continue to be in the industry, um, not as much as I was, but, um, but there are times that it gets really hard. There are times when, um, when it gets hard to remember why you were there and remember your purpose. And I think sometimes when dancing even becomes so much of a job, it's hard mm-hmm. to remember why you loved it so much in the first place. Um, and so it was really important for me to be able to take those steps back and to dig deep and to not let, try to, and I wasn't always perfect at this, but try to not let the outside circumstances change what my purpose was and what my overall direction was and what I was trying to achieve. 
Yeah, that's really important. And I will tell you, in this town, especially when you're younger, it's easy to get distracted and it's easy to get pulled in different directions. And we see it all the time with Hollywood kids and Mm -hmm. everything else. So, I mean, good for you for, you know, staying in the path because I think that, especially now where kids get into the industry so young, sometimes I'm like, slow down. (laughs) You have plenty of time. I know. Um, so obviously true. season eight was, it was a big one for you where it was very memorable. Do you have another season that yeah. really stands out to you that you were like, I just enjoyed it. It didn't matter where we placed. It just was fun. Yeah. Um, I, oh, so I really liked my second season. I would say that for the most part, I didn't really care about where I placed as long as I knew that I did the best job I could do. And mm-hmm. that was like, that was real because I think in show business, there's so little you can control. You can't control who your partner is. You can't control how people vote. You can't control how well he can dance. Um, and, and that goes for a lot of things. It's so subjective and you can't control if people are going to like you or not. And so ultimately for me, I was always just focused on doing my very best job that I could possibly do. Um, and I'll say I loved my second season with Louis Vito and I loved my last season with Elio Castroneves. Oh, I love and to because, hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just both such great people and such great workers. And I just, just enjoyed them so much. I, I always, you know, season 15 is a funny season because some fans adored it because it was all stars. I was kind of on the other side where I was like, I just don't know because everyone can dance. You know what I mean? And so we lost a lot of the journey <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, and so I'm always yeah, like a, of a point. mixed mind, but I'm glad to hear because he was a new partner for you. So I'm glad that it was a mm-hmm. great experience though. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an interesting season because I think people really love the show because they love to see people struggle and they like to see the journey. Um, but as far as me and him go, he was just great. He was so fun to, to dance with and to talk to and, a hard worker, and yeah, he's awesome. Um, the other thing during your time on Dancing with the Stars, you got an Emmy nomination in 2010. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so unexpected. Um, it was a piece that was originally supposed to be danced with um, Derek and I, mm-hmm. Mark, and Cheryl Burke. Um, and last minute, I think Cheryl may have gotten sick or, or gotten injured or something happened, um, and Mark ended up playing guitar and Derek and I ended up doing a duet. Um, and we choreographed that dance in probably 45 minutes. I mean, we wow. threw it together. And it was just not something we expected anything from. And I and I think that's kind of why it was so cool. And um, there was really no expectation. And then we got a really, really awesome response to it from our peers and from the audience members and then an Emmy nomination. And yeah, it was just really cool. Really exciting. I went back and watched that Pasa Doble and I'm like, it's really good. It stands the test of time. It's not one of those that you look at and you're like, okay, it looks dated. It looks fantastic. I don't know if you've gone back and watched it in a long time, but it's really good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, you know what question's coming and I ask it every time I talk to you because everyone's like, I miss Chelsea. (laughs) I want Chelsea. Where's Chelsea? And I know the last time you and I talked, I know that we, you know, you were like, the door is slightly open. I'd be open to discussing it, but I don't think to me, I read it as it's, it's not at the forefront of your brain or a goal list or anything else. (laughs) No, it's not. And And I really, I think for me, I really felt like 
I loved the show. And, and to be honest, like it was some of the best and hardest times of my life during that five-year period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And so I kind of look back and I think, yeah, I mean, if they came to me and, and it was something I wanted to do for fun, um, then I would definitely, I would, I'm sure I would do it. But I really feel like I walked away and I look back and I just have really great memories and I'm in a place in my life now that I'm really happy with. And, and I don't foresee myself trying to do it in the future. Um, and because I'm working on things now that I'm passionate about and I want to grow in other areas of my life. And, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I look back and I think I just don't have anything else to prove. I didn't have to win the show. I didn't win the show, but I don't feel like I have to win to, to feel satisfied. I really feel like I did the very best I could do. And and I'm happy with that. And so I don't know for how much work it is. And, (laughs) and for the fact that I'm just kind of moving into different areas in my life, I think I don't see it happening, but you never know. You uh, you never know. Of course, crazier things happen. I mean, like, that's why we always say the door is open like a crack on that. What about, what about, so you think you can dance all star? Cause you've come back in season eight and season 10. I mean, now they do a whole summer commitment, but would you be open to coming back? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I all would, right. Because it's just a short summer and <laughs> yeah, I'd be open to that for sure. And you know what? There's something about, I, I can't explain it to people, Like a, it, but backstage at So You Think, it's such a family. It's such a great atmosphere. Even for it me is. as press, I feel like I'm a part of it, even though I'm not. I obviously was not a contestant, uh-huh. but I still feel like it's so special. And I think that's why you guys all like it to come really back. Is. Yeah, those, that was the, the best summer of my life. And I, I just love that show, and I love everyone there. So, yep, there's a reason Jeff Thacker's called Papa Jeff by everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to ask about Dance Elevated because I know you've you've worked a lot on this. This has been kind of a passion project for you. Um, tell us what yeah. you've been working on. Yeah, so um, so Dance Elevated is a camp that I started last summer, and it's for youth for 10 to 18, um, and. I kind of went into it and I was like, I don't know, I'm going to try it. And this is my vision for it. And this is, this is what I foresee happening. And, and I wanted it to really be a place that was inspirational and that we could reach the kids' hearts, not just their dancing, but, um, but their hearts and their minds and really try and build an atmosphere where they felt safe and comfortable and where everyone was a friend and it wasn't exclusive or that we were excluding each other, but it was a place where they can go and they can get high quality convention um, instruction, but feel like they were special and that they were important. Um, and so we kept the class sizes small. We do not, um, we do, we just allow a hundred girls into the camp. Um, and we have counselors that take care of the girls. We have dorm rooms, we have activities after at the end of the day, they have six classes a day. We, um, include all of their meals. And, um, anyways, I didn't know how I would feel getting into it. And then we did last summer and it was one of the best things I've ever done. And it was so special and so unique. And, and the way that the girls bonded by the end of the week was so cool to watch and the way that they grew in their dancing. And yeah, I just loved it. And so this next summer we're doing two camps. We're doing a kid's camp and also an adult, well, not an adult camp, but I'm like, I'm coming. (laughs) I was like, I'm coming if it's an adult camp. (laughs) Who knows? You never know. We might do an adult one. Um, so we're just expanding each year and, um, it's been such a special project and one that I've really, really loved. And, um, so yeah, 
Well, is it going to be again focused on just for girls again for, for both the kids and no. the adult? Girls and boys. Oh, okay, girls great. And boys. We had about five boys at our camp last year. Oh, and they were awesome. I love that. So you'll have more boys as like, yeah. as they go along cuz now as you were saying it's like it's so cool for guys to dance now. It's so different than even you yeah. know, five, ten years ago. It's amazing. Um, it is. What are you seeing? Because, um, you know, I, I always think about this after doing season 13 of So You Think. You know, these kids are so savvy um, when it comes mm-hmm. to social media and their fan base. Oh, yeah. And they've got, you know, 100,000 followers and they're 10. And, you know, they do Tilt Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how are you guiding <laughs> them? You know, how are you guiding them? Because um, it, it's more than it's more than technique. It's Dancing is more than a social media following. How do you keep these kids on track mm-hmm. for what you're doing with Dance Elevated? Yeah, and that was one thing that going into it um, was a need that I saw. Um, as far as somebody, um, not speaking against it necessarily, but, but encouraging kids to, to not get swept up into it. Um, I understand that maybe some kids like they'll see other kids and that can be motivating for them. But I think the problem is, is that that instant gratification can, um, well, that that it is, it's instant gratification. And, And I do think, making sure that you have your eyes on the long-term goal is the most important thing. Um, and, and we kind of encourage the kids to stay off social media throughout the week for as much as they can. Can they do it? Um, because <laughs> they, they did a pretty good job last year. Um, but we just, because the thing is, is that our phones are such a distraction. And I know for me in my life, when I am too focused on my phone, I, don't get things done. And I, and I'm not tuned into my goals and my long-term goals and that delayed gratification that brings that fulfillment, um, and that appreciation for what you've done and for what you've accomplished. Um, and so we really do try and educate the kids that come on, on that and on that, um, delayed gratification and to set goals and what are your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? And to not let Instagram be your main goal. Yes. Right. And not to, you know, it's not about being Instagram famous because that's not going to really bring you any fulfillment, but reaching your goals and becoming a better person and growing and progressing, that's what will bring you that fulfillment and you will not need anything else. You won't matter. It won't matter what anybody else thinks. It won't matter if they like you or if they don't, because you'll be fulfilled. Um, and that is what's most important. And you've got this incredible journey to share with them too. You know, like this was me, this is, you know, how I started. This is what I went through. Like they're going to respect that because they know that, you know, you've been on TV, you've had success. You, You had moments where you're like, what am I doing? Do I love dance anymore? And that's a big question. I think a lot of dancers do go through where days you're like, I don't like dance. I went through it even in my career and I I, I went in a different path and I'm covering dance from a different angle. But so, yeah, yeah, but you have to find that balance. Totally. Well, and that, and that, that, that sense of being human where we have up days and we have down days and, and really the only thing that Instagram portrays is the up days Mm -hmm. and and the fact is, is that we all go through struggles. We all are born with, with weaknesses and we're born with struggles. And that's, that's, we're, we're supposed to have those and we're supposed to learn how to overcome those and how to go through those, um, those hard times. But sometimes it's, it's this really dangerous 
thing with Instagram and with social media is because we look at these things and we think our life has to be perfect all the time. And the fact is, is that a perfect life is not a real life. And, and to me, I'm, I'm so grateful for my weaknesses and for my struggles that have allowed me to really grow and find what true fulfillment and joy is. Um, but it can be a dangerous thing in this social media age is, is that comparison game. I'm like, I am glad I didn't grow up with it. I have to be honest. Even though right? I participated I as an adult, I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't a part it's of so it. Hard. <laughs> it I know. So hard. I know. I feel the same way. Um, given that this is a fresh new year, um, what are some of the things we can anticipate from you in 2018? Obviously, a bigger and better dance elevated, but how about for you personally? Yeah. Um, for me, so I'm actually starting on a convention called Revive. It's a kind of a new convention. Um, but I'm super excited to start with them. So we'll be touring starting at the end of this month. I'm going around to different cities. So please check it out. Come out. Come take class. The faculty is amazing on there. Um, And I'm super stoked to just travel the country and teach more ballroom and connect with more youth in that way. Um, So doing that and Dance Elevated and, and just like a lot of personal things that I'm working on and just trying to get better. And Hawaii. (laughs) I love it. And vacation, starting the year off in Hawaii is not a bad thing whatsoever. I know. It's so nice. (laughs) Well, Chelsea, I want to thank you so much for joining us, especially while you're on vacation. And if you are here in LA, please let me know. Like, let's, we want to see you here in LA every once in a while. So pop in. I know I will. (laughs) I'm like, it's always a joy talking with you. Cause I always think that you've got a really unique perspective and a really unique voice that, um, I certainly appreciate. So, thank you so much. Of it's course. always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course, aloha. <laughs> <laughs> aloha. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us um, on the very first episode of 2018 for To The Point with Kristen Burt. I will let you know that next week we do have a rescheduled guest. If you guys remember, way back in late summer, we had Danielle Jones, season two of So You Think You Can Dance. She wasn't able to join us because she was still recovering and battling cancer. Well, we're going to have some good news. We're going to have her in studio. She's looking great. She's feeling great. So I cannot wait to have you guys hear about her journey because it is amazing and it's an important message we all need to hear. Now, of course, you guys, don't forget to check out all the latest dance news. I've been bringing you lots of scoop this week. And of course, it's all up on dancenetwork.tv. We want to thank you guys for joining us here at To The Point, presented by Popcorn Talk and Dance Network. See you next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.